is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. We were celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And last Sunday, we had a sermon from Luke chapter 24, where the angel said to those who were seeking to find Jesus' dead body to apply spices. They got the shock announcement. He is not here. He's risen. As he said, the word he spoke has come to pass. Say amen. So, 2,000 years plus around this time, Jesus had resurrected and he had gone showing himself to people. And today we'll be celebrating one of the events of him showing himself. And we will study the one from John chapter 21 where he's gone showing himself. So if you are a very good student of Apostle General, you know I'm bringing you a message telling you get ready because God, Jesus Christ will be revealing himself again. Amen. Oh, this school boys and girls, let me try this group here because I feel welcome in this group. You will see the glory of God again. I receive it. Am I prophet? Can I give you another chance? Clap your hands and shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, Lord, show yourself. Show yourself. Again, again, and again, and again. Clap your hands and celebrate this prayer. Are you clapping or you are doing something? Somebody jump and say, I receive my blessing. I receive my blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't buy a jet while you are not a millionaire. So, in other words, I just pronounced millionaire's anointing in the house. You didn't clap. Oh. No, no. It's okay. It's okay because today, today you clap. When I get to a portion of the, my sermon, you see how I'll get you angry. That poverty, they gave birth to you inside. I will check you out of that poverty. I receive it. So, 2,000 years plus around this time, Jesus was going around showing himself. And we'll, we'll pick one of the events of his revelation to people in John chapter 21, the first six verses. After this, thing, Jesus showed himself again. So, it means that it wasn't the first time he was showing himself. He had shown himself previously. And so, he showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. I've been there before beautiful, long, ancient lake. So huge, they call it sea, but it's a lake. Big. And then, uh, they will take you on the boat, and they will take you on the ride, and when the boat gets to a place, they will show you this was where Jesus Christ cast the net, and then they were able to catch fish. And then we will pray and prophesy on that spot, in that spot. Oh, it's amazing worship God. If you haven't been to Israel before, start saving and follow me. And let these stories you have been hearing become a reality for you. Now, when I, this morning when I was, I was preparing, at this, this dawn, when I was preparing 
and I saw Tiberius there, my mind just went there. The thing became so clear. It's not a story anymore, it's a reality. Verse number two. Simon Peter Thomas, Simon Peter and Thomas called the twin, and then Nathaniel of Cana, and then Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others. So a, a, a total of six of them, uh, they, they, they were together. Verse number three. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And as soon as he said they were going fishing, they all said to him, we are going with you also. So they went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night, they caught nothing. So take note, the time that they were looking for the fish, night, night, which is the symbol of darkness. They were looking for fish and caught nothing, nothing. But when morning had now come, take note, in the night, they didn't get anything. Then in the morning when the light came, Jesus was standing at the shore. So there was somebody who brought the morning light. His name is Jesus. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. They did not recognize him. Verse number 5. So then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? Take note, not have you caught fish. Have you any food? The first time Jesus Christ met the disciples struggling was in Luke chapter number 5. Have you caught some fish? This time he didn't say have you caught some fish. Have you got some food? King James says do you have some meat? They answered him no. Then he said to them cast the net on the right side of the boat. And you will find some fish. So they cast. And now they were not able to draw it. Draw it in. Because of the multitude of fish. Now I am interested. In the Bible. Taking time to count. The number of fish. And that is in verse number 11. In verse number 11. It says then. So Simon Peter went up. And dragged the net to the land. Full of large fish, one hundred and five three. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. One five three was the total number of fishes caught that day. So let me start with. The word of wisdom which you must send right now. Quote. And those of you who have been sending good, 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 good messages to your friends, may the Lord bless you. You are propagating the gospel and you are making the ministry of your father, Apostle Jonas Amkranchankra, fast, smooth. Thank you. Those of you who have not been doing it, it simply means that you have a heart of ingratitude and a heart of selfishness. And probably sometimes spiritually ignorance. You don't know the power of messages. You don't know the power of sharing. You don't know the power of love. And you don't know how to carry the good things that you hear. If you have not been doing it, repent and join the winning team. Those who have been doing it, God bless you. May my soul and my spirit sit in your counsel. Amen. 
Oh, the army was very weak. Amen. So, so see, if you like this one, send it. If you don't like it, uh, keep it for yourself. It is normal not to see everything in creation. It is normal not to see everything in creation. Come on. But it is abnormal not to obey the one who owns the creation. It is abnormal not to obey the one who owns the creation. Don't quote it. Don't close the quote yet. If you cannot see what is coming, the master sees it. If you cannot see what is coming, the master sees it. Close the quote. And do me the honors of saying that this quote comes from me. Because I did not copy this from anywhere. As I was waiting upon the Lord and studying the word of the Lord, the Lord dropped wisdom. Wisdom is a gift from God. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. So all these wisdom quotes that I've been giving to you is, is as a product of my tears and prayer night after night. God wants you to feed on these words of wisdom. Let them become a body of philosophy by which you undergird and guide your life. There's no way you can fail. No way. No way. No way. Show me any wise person who has failed. First, some prophetic warnings. And remember that I warned you. First warning. Don't ever ignore Jesus in your life. Don't take Jesus out of your life. Don't cut off from Jesus the source of life in your life. The day you cut off Jesus... The day you ignore Jesus, the day you refuse to recognize Jesus, your struggles begin from that day. And they fished the whole night and did not catch nothing. Their trouble had begun. Why? Because around this time, Jesus was expecting them to gather themselves in preparation for the coming of the Holy Ghost. But they had forgotten easily and instantly that Jesus had trained them for three years. Three years when you go to a university, you acquire a degree. Jesus had been with them for three years. And they had forgotten all the things that he taught them. Suddenly, Peter says to them, I am going fishing. And all of them went to fishing. They had forgotten about the Jesus who had taught them, led them the three years prior. And the man had only been dead one week and has started showing himself. When you take Jesus out of your life, your trouble begins. Quote Apostle General Sankrantiankra, yours sincerely. When I die and I wake up, I will say it again. 
you can't do without Jesus. How do I know that they had cut Jesus off? Because suddenly they had decided to go back to night fishing. Now when you are fishing in the night, that is the common wisdom of men. That you can catch fish in the night. But that night, why didn't they catch fish? Because their night had turned into spiritual darkness. And when you cut Jesus Christ off, the end result is you end up in darkness. Darkness is ignorance. Darkness is when you commit errors and mistakes. Darkness is when you cannot overcome the witches in your father's house. Darkness is when demons overcome you easily. Darkness is when temptations override and overcome you. Darkness is when you cannot control your temper and change certain negative attitudes of your life. Darkness is anything that tries to take the glory of God away from you. And I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally giving you plenty of vocabularies because I want to get you angry to clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Darkness. Darkness. Live my life now. Live my life now. When you overcome darkness, you overcome death. Jesus. When you overcome darkness, you overcome principalities and powers. Yes. When you overcome darkness, you overcome the activities of evil demons. Somebody say Darkness. Darkness. God created the heavens and the earth and darkness hovered upon the face of the earth and God said let there be light he said this is not what I'm looking for let there be light and there was light the, if there is anything that fears light it is darkness where there is darkness where there is light darkness doesn't show up and today I prophesy this week wherever you go anybody who is carrying darkness when they see you they must start screaming I receive it Jesus. I didn't say they should fall down. I said they should start screaming yes. and shouting. Yes. I have seen light. Yes. I have seen light. Yes. I have seen light. Light. Like the man in the Gadarazi. Come on. He said, Jesus, have you come here to torment me? And Jesus said, Yes, I have come here. Get out of him. Get out. And the Bible says, All the demons left him. Tabulia. Masutaye, hey. Marode, hey. clap your hands and say, "In the name of Jesus." In the name of Jesus, where there is darkness, where there is darkness, when I step in there, when I step in there, clap your hands and say, "Let there be light." Let there be light. You are doing well. Let there be light. Let there be light. I can feel you. Let there be light. Let there be light. You are not taking this for granted. Let there be. Let there be light. Open your mouth and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, I command light to appear in my darkness. In the name of Jesus, the family darkness where I was born into I come at that should I should I preach on are you ready for this one yes sit down sit down sit down they toiled the whole night because they were in darkness because they had cut off from Jesus and they didn't get anything then Jesus shows up in the morning in the morning the fish came because the light was there They said fishes can only be caught in the night. So they woke up struggling in the night and they caught nothing. And then when Jesus showed up, the man who says fishing, fishes cannot be caught in the day. Jesus, you know what he did? He has the power to call the fishes from wherever they are and to ask them to gather in one place. That's what he did. The fishes that were hiding in the middle, he said, come. Those at the other side, come. He said, gather, gather. 
And I want only 153 of you. One, two, three hundred. One, five, three. One, five, three. One, five, three. And watch it. Watch it. Watch it. They were, their boat was where they were getting ready to close for the day. So where they were was the least place you must get one to eight to eight fish. Tonight, this week, I am calling money which has left you to gather again. I receive it. Oh, somebody, you are not sure you are hey. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has left me. Whatever has left me. And the goodness that has left me. And the goodness that has left me. Gather again. Come back again. Gather again. Gather again. Those who are coming to the altar, you are hey. wise. Gather again. Gather again. Can I prophesy to you? Prophesy. Can I prophesy? Prophesy. Clap your hands and say, in the name of in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anything. Anything. They have scattered. They have scattered. From my hand. From my hand. Clap your hands and say, gather. 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 Clap your hands. Hey. Anytime I call, you are Jesus. Answer your prayers. Any door I know, you open. May every door open for you. May the Lord do incredible things. Incredible miracles. Any time I know, extraordinary come on. Extraordinary strategies. May the Lord give you some strategies.
give you power. I receive power. Anything you call will have to answer you. I receive it. For the God that we serve is a God that calleth the things that be not as though they were. You, you don't have to see light before light comes. You can call light from the darkness. You can call wealth and riches from poverty. Come on. You can call something from nothing. Yes, sir. You can call a breakthrough from nothing. Yes, sir. Am I prophesying to Prophesy. somebody? Am I giving you the word of God? Yes. Shout, I receive the I word. I receive the word. You are an incredible God. Jesus equals struggles. Don't go there. Don't try it. Don't try it. Number two warning. Number two prophetic warning. Don't kill and don't dim the illumination of light in your life. The day the light of God dies or dims, your vision is blurred. You won't see far. I know I spoke too, too long English. I'll take my time. I'll take my time. Don't kill. Don't put off. Don't dim the illumination or the light of God in your life. Because the day you lose the light of God, your vision is cut off. You can never see far. Second warning. In the morning, Jesus showed up, but they did not recognize him. Why? Because around this time they had cut off from the master. So their illumination had died. Their vision had died. They could not recognize Jesus. Hey. Hey. Don't laugh at them because many of you are like, many of you here are like them. Jesus is close. You can't see him. He's leading you. You can see the leading. He's talking to you. You cannot hear. As a result, see the mistakes you have committed in your life wrong boyfriend, wrong girlfriend, wrong friends, wrong decisions, errors, mistakes. Don't laugh at them. Some of us here, we are worse off. May illumination come into your spirit. I receive it. Somebody shout and say, let there be light. Let there be light. Illumination. Number one, don't take Jesus out of your life. Number two, don't kill the light of God. Number three, step in your life without the guidance of his word. Don't. 
don't ever So you know why they were struggling? They were struggling because it was not Jesus Christ who asked them to go for the fish. It was Peter. Peter said, I'll go for fishing. They said, we'll follow you. So once they follow men, they had to get the results of men. And the result of men is that they struggled and caught nothing. If you follow men, that's what happens. But when you follow the word of God, Jesus said to them, throw the net by the side of the boat. And then the fishes came. That's the difference between the directions of men and the directions of God. That's the difference. The difference between following men and following God. The difference is fast, big. The result of walking in darkness, the result of cutting off from the light, the result of not walking in the, in the light of his word, they struggled until Jesus Christ appeared in the morning. Here are some lessons. So, I've given you the warnings. Now, here are the lessons I want you to carry with you this morning. As we celebrate Jesus Christ going around showing himself to people 2,000 plus years around this time. Number one, God wants us to be in control of his blessings. God wants every child of his be in control of the blessings of God. This is God's word. I will not lie to you. I've worked with God with a long time. I have nothing to lose. This is the truth. God wants his children to be in control of his blessings. You know why? Catch the revelation. When Jesus showed up, he said to them, have you got some food? He didn't say, have you caught some fish? Fish is different from food. So Jesus Christ was expecting food here. Have you got some fish already caught, already baked, together with bread and with sauce and with vegetables? Have you got something ready to be eaten? speak English to you. Jesus Christ was asking them, do you have savings in your account? Do you have money in your account? Why must you every day come and toil and toil and toil before you eat? Who told you that is God's purpose? Now, if you didn't catch any fish today, what is your family going to eat? You know what God was expecting? Jesus was expecting that they come to work and look for fish, not because there's no food at home, but they are working because they must work. But that if they catch nothing, there is still something at home. There is food at home. Have you caught some food? Do you have money in your account? Oh, I said today I'll provoke you. Today, my interpreter in the first service will say, uh, you are not going to look for money anywhere today I've come to provoke you you have to eliminate that thing called poverty from your life once and for all 
When I say poverty, clap your hands and say, check out. Poverty. Check out. Poverty. Check out. Spirit of lack. Check out. I said, check out. Check out. Pastor Jeremiah, when I'm preaching such sermons, you people, you must believe me. Because where I was born, I was born in a plenty, in a family of plenty. Plenty wives, plenty children. My house, you don't drink tea until you have malaria. We used to walk like, I used to walk like this. And I could walk so fast, not because I could walk fast, but the wind was helping me move very fast. Emmanuel, people said I walk fast. No, 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 no. The wind used to help me because I was so paperweight, lightweight. That is small with the wind gave me a push. <laughs> How do you call it? Windy velocity. Windy velocity. <laughs> I used to be helped by windy velocity. Oh, I used to mind my business, so accountant, pastor. Hello, how are you? You know why? Because if I don't get home quickly, they will eat the food and leave me. But something changed. Something happened. I was still in the environment and I saw the poverty and I saw everybody, people were not going to school. I saw, but some way, somehow, I could feel in me that God's ways are different from what I'm experiencing here. God's purpose is different. I I could feel. So, so, I said in my head and in my heart, Okay, I have nowhere to go. As long as I remain a child, I need somebody to help me, give me some food. So, I will stay here physically. But my mind, you are not here. My heart, you are not here. That's the message I'm giving to you. Sleep where you are sleeping. Only with your body. But take your mind away. Take your heart away. Because your mind must go where God is taking you. Yes, sir. Your heart must go where God is taking you. Yes. Am I talking to some young millionaires? Yes. Am I talking to some successful people? Yes. Clap your hands and say, Lord. Lord. Change my mind. Change my mind. Say, Lord. Lord. I change. I change. My mind. My mind. Clap your hands and make a joyful noise and shout. Yes. I'm expecting you by now you should aim some land somewhere. Physically be there. But in your mind you are building a house somewhere. Her mother and then another senior sister. When I used to be confessing big things they gave me knocks. They say, I'm too no. Too no. I talk too big. And then they equated that one to pride. Crunchy, you are too proud. We are too proud. We are all born in this place. We are all born in this place. Nobody's complaining. You alone are complaining. Today, everything that I said has come to my... This is what did see my emoji. They didn't see my emoji. 
Take this one, add it to your app. Anybody who dares you, hey. may, may your God raise a standard. I receive it. Am I talking to the yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody who dares your faith, come on. May your faith challenge them. I receive it. May your faith overcome. I receive it. May your faith prevail. Yes, sir. What they say you will not be. Come on. You will be. I will be. Receive grace. I receive grace. Receive grace. I receive it. Receive grace. I receive it. Somebody run into your yeah. power. Yeah. Take all the name and I want God. It doesn't matter what you see. See his glory. Come on, go to seven people. I know who I know. Go to seven people. Prophesy to somebody. It doesn't matter what you see now. See his glory. See his glory. See his glory. I know Take all of me and I wonder. It doesn't matter what you see now. See his glory. Yes, sir. When I succeed in breaking you away from your family life hey. and you become a star, you have fulfilled my ministry. Yes, Papa. Receive the anointing. I receive it. When you, when you succeed, my ministry is done. Increase that club offering. I am the father of this house. And every day we celebrate home call of people who come and sing nice songs for them. But now let me tell you the exercise I conduct with my wife in the bedroom. Any death that occurs in this church, we begin to assess the source of the death. And we discover that some of the people who die, they die because their time has come. They must go to heaven. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No argument. Some of the death, when I access, I know that demons and witches kill them because of their spiritual laziness. But we don't say it here. Because we are honoring somebody's dead body. You can I can't you go to here. You don't rebuke a dead body. So that's why when somebody dies, all the things we say are sweet things, but some of them, plenty of them are lies. Today I'm confessing my sins to you. Some of them lies. Me, 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 Papa, Papa Sam Krenchankra. I know that demons and witches in their house killed him killed her because she's spiritually lazy she doesn't take spiritual things seriously but we can't say it oh here's the more shocker ones some of the people who die here my wife and I we just this one ignorance killed him ignorance ignorance 
And then we, we also assess some of the death in this place. And we discover that this one is poverty death. It's poverty. Poverty. So when people die from ignorance and poverty, uh, my wife and I will discuss in the room. But when we come here, we bring handkerchief and we are pretend we are crying. Oh, poverty. Poverty. Let me show you how poverty kills. So the person is there. And then the person says, Ah, my head. My head is aching. Then he or she goes to a drugstore and buys paracetamol. And then when you buy paracetamol, it gives you temporary relief. Temporary, temporary relief. It goes. You think you are okay. The following week, two weeks, it comes again. And that week, it comes again. So you are on this paracetamol, paracetamol, uh, painkiller, painkiller for a period of three months. You know what is happening? The truth is that what is happening is that your pressure is going up, which is why your head has been aching you. But you will never know this until you check into a good hospital. And remember, there are good hospitals and there are bad hospitals. So now I'm introducing you to a good hospital. A good hospital, once you go there, they'll check your pressure. And when they check your pressure, you discover that your pressure is high than the normal. It means you are heading towards stroke. And then it means you are heading towards your liver and your kidney functions are, are, are stopping function. That's, that's where you are, the thing is leading you. Not only would you, not, not only would a good hospital check your blood pressure, a good hospital will ask you to also do some liver function tests and then to find, you know, if your liver is okay or it's not uh, 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 helping you in digestion. And then a good hospital will also say, okay, let us check your sugar level and find out whether your sugar level is. So by the time you come out from a good hospital and see a good doctor, you are spending about 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 Ghana cities. The moment they measure 1,500 Ghana cities, you look at yourself and say, yeah, because she won't they will take only 50 Ghana cities. She won't it's a medicine that cures all kinds of diseases from fibroid to barrenness. One shikbon chofan kiosk fibroid to barrenness. To impotency. And that's what you are drinking. And you think you are getting healed. Oh, you get temporary relief. The problem increases and increases. So after six months, your pressure hits a certain level. Now paracetamol cannot bring it down anymore. Now it has affected your liver and your kidneys and other you're on your way to death. This one is poverty death. A person who doesn't want to die this way, the moment you start having the headache, paracetamol, the following three weeks it comes, you stop the paracetamol, you check into a very good hospital. The good hospital, they run the test. They will be able to arrest that thing which wants to kill you instantly. And a very good doctor and a good hospital will give you the best medication. Problem solved. Your life is preserved for the next 10 years. Poverty death. Do you have some food? Do you have some savings in your account? He's not asking you, do you have some fish? As for the fish you are catching now, it must go to be sold for the payment of the school fees. But by the time you go home, your wife should have some previous fish from the previous catch. 
saved. Food prepared. Do you have some food? Only few people die proper death. Here. Many demons. Ignorance. Death of ignorance. Death of ignorance. It is the death in which you are sick. Instead of seeing a proper doctor, you go and see a quack doctor. Because the quack doctor is charging you 25 Ghana cities. And then when you go there, you go and see a whole queue of poor people who have all lined up. And then they'll be telling you, oh, this doctor there, he's good power. The medicine that he does, hey, hey, powerful power. Oh, don't mind them. They haven't done no research. No research. All the 10 people that you go and meet in the queue, they tell them, drink one glass of the concussion, one glass, one glass. But your, your, your blood level is different from others. So why somebody would drink one glass? Somebody can drink only one, half glass, somebody quarter glass. But because he doesn't know, he makes everybody drink one glass, one glass. And then, then when you go and drink one glass, it shoots your pressure more or drops your pressure. Do you have some food? Have you saved? Do you have some money in your account? If you don't have money in your account, then you are poor. God wants you to be in control of his blessings. So when Jesus, I did say, when Jesus asked them, have you caught some fish? What was Jesus' expectation? They must have some fish. That's why he asked them, have you got some food? He was expecting them to have food. I, I warn you, I said, I, I said you should receive the blessing that I was I was prophesying during the worship time. And when you were bluffing, I said, okay, we'll get to a place you won't bluff anymore. Find out what killed your mother. It was poverty. What killed your father? Ignorance. You know how I know? Because if the way God has blessed you right now, if they like, they should resurrect again and be sick again. You check them. Fim also. Pass right. Fim snit. By the time you are living there, 1,800, but no problem. Money a day. Are you clapping because God is doing something? My mother died at the age of 86. I could have extended her to about 95. When she started complaining of her pressure, much late, much later, maybe around 75, then pressure, pressure. So around this time, I was okay. I had some small money. So I brought a doctor. I said, my mother is having pressure, pressure, pressure. 
So I asked the doctor to take care of the pressure. So whatever medication the doctor prescribed, that's what I also gave money, it was bought, paid for, and so on. But around that time, I didn't even know that medications, there are levels. Poor man's medication and then rich man's medication. I didn't know. You want to try it? Eh? Catch COVID right now. And go for the treatment. And you discover that the treatments are different. Those who have money who can afford, they give them different treatment. Those of you who don't have money, they will give you another treatment according to your level. I'm not getting you angry. Clap your hands and say, poverty! Poverty! Get out! Get out! Lesson number one. God wants you to be in control of his blessings. Have you got food? Don't, don't, don't come and look for fish and go and cook for the children. This fish, the money must go into account. Food must be at home already from the previous catch. And Jesus showed them that he's the supplier. When they caught the fish, Jesus said, now come, let's go have breakfast. So they thought the fishes that they had caught, the 153, that's what they were going to now scale to cook. When they went there, Jesus already supplied fish. Jesus had cooked the fish. There was bread. Jesus Christ says, eat. I am El Shaddai. I provide. I provide. I am the provider. I am the provider. I don't go for fishing to eat. I have enough to eat already. The fishing that I do today is for savings for tomorrow. I was ignorant. When I was treating my mother's pressure, I was ignorant. Now, in my wisdom, I should have bought her pressure machine. Pressure machine, when you have pressure, you must have it in your bedroom. You check your pressure yourself every morning, every evening, every morning, every evening, every morning. So you can see the region. When your pressure is high, you can see it. Then, I also now know, I didn't know then, that the pressure medication, there are levels. There are some you don't have to get hooked onto for the rest of your life. There are some that are herbal in nature. We, they, they import them from Malaysia and China and so on. Imported, so they are expensive. I should have gotten those ones for her. So that if you check the pressure, it was her, she herself will take it. That's it, and sleep. The medicine makes you sleep. By the time you finish, you wake up, your pressure is normal. You can handle your pressure for 25 years this way. You will die. Money. Have you got some food? Do you have some savings? Do you have money in your account? You are young, so in 10 years time, I'll repeat this message. 
In 10 years time, you should have finished university. You should have been married. You should be working. I've challenged my, my, my daughter. I said, it's okay to remain in the family environment. But there comes a time, you, are, you must be there in flesh, but your mind must be out. You must start thinking about where you are going to build your personal house. Where you can bring your children without the influence, without community influence. Today, today you are not shouting at all. I thought you should be shouting. Ma saliba kuriande, Don't let your children grow to meet your poor father, a poor mother. Can I say it again? Yes. By the time your children grow to know A from B, good from evil, let them see you as a responsible father who provides. Increase that clap offering for me. Somebody called me when my mother was around. She died 86. When she was around 83, when now she was weak, the pressure had uh, turned into stroke. Uh, and uh, she had lost her speech. Uh, uh, but around this time, there's money to bring nurses. So two nurses, morning, afternoon, uh, food, no problem. But around that time, you can't even eat the food you want to eat anymore. When your pressure is high, you have meat is out. Now you have to eat fish. Not too much oil. Little oil. Ignorance. Then I discovered later on that every morning we should have brought her from inside the room to make her come and sit in the sunshine for 20-30 minutes to receive vitamin D into her body to make her bones strong because around this time her bones were so weak that her legs were like this and, and I didn't know that sunshine can straighten all oh, ignorance I said I sit here and most of the deaf uh, I said, I said, I said Honey, this one ignorance this one poverty yeah this one demons I can count on my finger this proper death I can count on my finger proper, proper ones I think I provoked you enough. Let me wrap up. Let me wrap up. I've provoked you. Second lesson. God is closer to you to help you than you imagine. Too close to help. Every, every time you are in danger, you are in trouble, I want you to know that God is very close. He's near, near, near. Around by you. Trust me. When they struggled the whole night, Kafui, Pastor Kafui, in the morning Jesus showed up, but they did not recognize him. But he was there. They didn't see him. Because illumination that will cause their eyes to open was dim and dead. 
they had shut off the light. Shut off the light. Can I suggest to you that if you cannot see, your creator sees. And I told you this morning, it's normal, it's okay. When in creation you can't see everything because you are human, it's okay. But what is wrong and what is abnormal is for you not to listen to the command and the voice of the God of creation, the creator. You can't see where the fishes are, but he's telling you, I've gathered the fishes. I said, throw the net. I've gathered the fishes. I said, throw. Master, master, I can't see. You don't have to see. I see. I said, throw the net. This girl came and introduced this man to us. Then boy goes to another church. So, as good pastors, we had to go and find out from the church whether the guy is correct to marry our daughter. Is it a, is it a good thing to do or a bad thing to do? Is it not being responsible? So, when we went and made our survey, they said, hey, that guy, the women, he has Dog over here. Hey. Plenty. He dumped the last one just three months ago. So he has reached royal house. So we called our daughter. And we said, daughter, what you cannot see, others see. The voice you cannot hear, others hear. It's okay if you cannot see everything in creation. But when the owner of creation tells you, this is the way, you better obey. Launch the net, launch the net. Don't go, don't go. Stay, stay. Stand, stand. I remember very well where Mama Rita and I, we stood somewhere at the entrance over there. It was after church. Then we went, she, she was an usher. So we saw her wearing the usher in uniform. She said, huh, we've gone to search. Please, can you slow down? The guy is a dangerous guy. You have to be careful. The very Sunday we spoke to her, not knowing the following Sunday, engagement was already coming up. Oh, Reverend Agre was part, the three of us. The Sunday we spoke to her, not knowing the following Sunday or Monday, engagement had already been arranged. And we're just wasting our time showing her where the fishes are. They got engaged and both ran away and left for America. One year in America, they fought and police came. And police tell them that uh, we, we are not prophets. We are policemen. But even in our police uniform, we can say that you are incompatible. So one person must move from this house. So what the Holy Ghost already spoken to them that they didn't believe. Now God is using policemen to tell them. somebody with an eager eye who sees what you cannot see. There is somebody with a sharp spirit who hears what you cannot hear. The father you cannot hear, the father you cannot see, does not mean that your master is not there. He is there. In the morning, Jesus showed up. 
They didn't recognize him. He said, throw the net. And they have experienced this miracle before. And so they threw the net. And then when the net started catching, there's so many scream. It's Jesus. Then Peter jumped, jumped into the water because around this time he was naked. During the heat of the pandemic, I was doing the Friday miracle service here. And then I gave a prophetic directions, tokens. I said, the spirit of death will be coming at somebody. So, since we don't know who that person is, the mantle that I bless in January, if you can just put the mantle on when you are going to bed, do it for seven days throughout the week. Because I believe that deliverance will be coming to somebody. Prophetic instructions. Then I gave it here. Empty room. This lady whose father had died exactly a year at the time I was giving the prophetic directions had had a dream just the week past. In the dream, she saw this strange voice and strange figure telling her, you know your father died a year ago. He said, yes, I know. And then the voice said, get ready. You are the next to go. So she's been living under the bondage of fear and then this word came. So she said, ah, this is my word. So she followed the instructions. She put the mantle around her neck and then for seven days she slept with the mantle. One week passes. She had obeyed the prophetic directions. Now here's what happens. She works in a hospital and around this time the pandemic was uh, had hit the nation. Everybody was afraid and so they gave them uh, PPE uh, to, uh, for their work. And uh, because Ghana, we don't have too much money, our PPE is washable. So she'll take the PPE home, wash it, take another one, and then the one she uses today, she'll go and wash, you know, every day. Some of her colleagues will leave their PPE in the office, they'll wash, hang them, and then the following day, they'll come and use them. Work had closed this day. She and two others were heading towards the station by the roadside to go and pick public transport. As they were going, then she remembered she left her PPE in the office. So she excused the two friends and said, you know what, I must go and pick my PPE because I must wash it at home. Then the two friends discouraged her. You don't need to go. We left ours. We washed them in the office. Just come and watch them the following day. Why do you have to bother yourself? You've left the office. You are going back. Oh, waste time. Then she says, no. I want to go and pick my pee So she left the two girls and the friends were going and she went back to the office. Then a car sped by her. So she says, hey, some people, some car drivers can be careless. She didn't finish speaking. Then what she heard was a noise. Pum, and people started screaming. Ladies and gentlemen, the two friends that she left had been knocked down by this car that came to pass. If you cannot see, the master sees. If you cannot hear, the Holy Spirit hears. Guess what? The two girls didn't die. They were hospitalized. You know why? Because the real target was not in the group. 
So if she had been there, the others would have escaped. She was the only person who died because the devil had already warned her that you are the next to die. But for the prophetic directions, may the Lord order your steps. I receive it. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, may the Lord order your steps. I receive it. Can you clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, yay. Yay. Go. Go. I walk. I walk. Through. Through. The valley. The valley. Of the shadow. Of the shadow. Of death. Of death. Yet. Yes. I fear. I fear. Eh? No evil. No evil. You are not serious. So say, clap and say, I fear. I fear. No evil. No evil. For thou. For thou. Act with me. Act with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord who sees. The Lord who sees. The Lord who can hear the Lord who can hear the Lord who knows the unknown the Lord who knows the unknown the Lord who knows the unknown lesson number one lesson number one God wants you to be in absolute control over his blessings he is not asking you for fish he's asking you for food today I told your fathers in the first service I said any father who has one car for the family, you haven't achieved anything. Nothing. Why? Because until you buy your wife also a car, you are not there yet. You don't have food. And while they were looking at my face, I got them more angry. I said, if your children are in university and you don't buy them cars, to drive in and out. And every day they have to depend upon you. Mama, daddy, mama, daddy, you have failed. When your children turn 21, you should have enough food to buy them a car. And nobody asks you to go and bring, so that's why you don't bring forth seven children. Because seven children means you have to buy seven cars. Can I hear somebody say Yehovah? So, when I saw that the fathers with plenty of children were trying to stone me, I had to tone down. I said, okay, uh, uh, when you have seven children, you can buy two cars for the whole family. But I wanted to know that the firstborn will bully everybody. Before anybody moves the car, they have to go and find out from the firstborn. Will you go? Yes, I'll go. If I do, your question will not land. Will you go? Yes, I'll go. I don't touch the car. Firstborn is talking. May the Lord bring you there. Amen. Oh, may the Lord bring you to that place. I receive it. You see that way you are struggling now. Make a covenant with God that God, when you bless me, my children will not struggle like that. Amen. Can you make that covenant when we are praying today? Yes. Make that covenant. Then when I saw that the fathers were trying to stone me, I gave them a secret, a revelation. Anytime I do good for my wife, and my children, God blesses me. Anytime. So, there comes a time when you are not doing that favor anymore, but you are doing it so that God will open doors for you. You know why? Because they are your first congregation. Your home. So, if you don't do kindness to those in your home, 
but you like to do kindness outside, that kindness outside is called showmanship. It doesn't bring you reward. Because you are just doing show. But when you honor your wife, and you save food for your children, and you pay their fees, give them good clothes, give them good shelter, when you see that they are turning 21, you should start saving. Because once they enter university, you must buy them a car to drive in and out. They don't have to bother you anymore. Oh, this one is called lesson for life. Where did I learn this one from? My father. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like my emoji. This one is very nice. Take a quick picture. Add it to your. I didn't learn it from my father. When Jesus Christ came into my life, the Holy Spirit taught me these things. Are you clapping or you are doing something like clapping? receiving my God and my Jesus. God taught me. And then I discovered that as I showed kindness to my inner family, God blessed me. I saw that, oh, I had enough resources to extend to people outside my inner family. Apostle General, my rent has, has come to an end. Rent. Apostle General, my children's school fees. Uh, Apostle General, my mother has died. Apostle General, uh, my father is sick. Oh, Charlie. The kindness that I show to people outside my family circles. Plenty. But because I have enough food. Do you have food? No, they said. But for you, I prophesy anytime they ask you, Do you have food? Do you have service? You clap your hands and shout and say, Yes, yes. Lesson number three, lesson 153. 153. 153. Question Why do you think you think the Bible writers, the Holy Ghost? I saw my time that he went start counting the fish. One, two, three, four, five, one, fifty-three. No, no. God was leaving them with a message. He says, anytime you see the number one, five, three, one means God. There must be only one person in your life that you must love, that you must serve. One, one. Number one in your life. Number one, you must consult when you are going to marry. One person you must consult when you are going to make a choice of university. One person you must consult is God. Is God. Is God. Is God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. God must become number one in your life. Anytime you see the number one, it reminds you of who God is and his importance in your life. God was telling the disciples, from today, don't cut Jesus off your life anymore. Don't follow Peter again to fishing because the end result is the struggles. Five, another G. So, one G, God. The second G, grace or goodness. Grace or goodness. 
Five is the number for grace. Five is the number for, uh, for goodness. Five is the number for divine ennoblement. 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 When you invoke five, help comes. So David knew that he could not fight Goliath by his height, his size, and by the arms of Goliath. So he took five stones. That five, those five stones brought grace and goodness to overcome the giant and killed him. In the realms of the spirit, if David used one stone to kill Goliath, how many stones will he be left with? But he had actually used three stones. The first stone for the lion, the second stone for the bear, the third stone for Goliath. So, three, the number three, now brings you the word that you all, all know is called recovery, restoration. But today, for Gene's sake, I want to use the word gathering. So, the number three is the word for gathering. If God becomes number one in your life and you walk under grace, you will gather anything that has scattered in your life. The three also means supply. When they went there, the fish had already been baked. Food was already ready. And God, Jesus told them, come and eat. From today, don't go to fishing, struggling to get fish because of the daily bread. Don't do it again. Don't rush to an accountant. 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 My wife is pregnant. And my wife will be going to hospital. So, if you can give me IOU. Give me advance. For how long can you live that kind of life? Pick the hospital bill of your wife from your savings. You should have it there already. God wants you to have absolute control over his presence. Lesson 153. God first. Grace. Then you can gather. From today, don't operate and start any business without the grace of God. Don't enter into any relationship without grace. Don't let your children enter class one, a new class, without the release of grace. From today, don't start any business without the grace. Don't start your master's degree without the grace of God. Don't do it again. It will be a night of toil. You struggle throughout. Don't sing this song. Pray it. Don't sing it. Pray it. I need you every hour. Most great.
open your eyes. I'm going to do a second one with you. Second covenant. You are going to make a covenant and you say to God, God, any blessing that you bless me from my career, from my business, from my practice, as I work, and for those of you who don't work, when I start work, say, Lord, you will be number one when I have money. I'll remember my first fruit and every month I'll remember my tithe. And anytime you ask for money to support your work, Lord, you'll be number one. If it's a good covenant, let's do it. If it's not a good covenant, don't do it. Lesson 153. God number one, grace. And then you can gather. Lift up your hands. Say, my father. My father. I make a covenant. I make a covenant. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You'll be number one. You'll be number one. In my life. In my life. In my finances. In my finances. In my career. In my career. When I have money. When I have money. And I, I receive any blessing. And I receive any blessing. I'll remember you first. I'll remember you first. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. Holy words. Long preserved. For I walk in this world. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copy of this and any other life-changing CD, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Ancient words will guide.